This is exactly right. Are you listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer? The show has something for everybody, whether you're single and dating, in a relationship, maybe you're currently driving to divorce court. Nicole is wonderful, and she's been single for decades, and she can't figure out why. So on Why Won't You Date Me, she's on a quest to figure out how to be less awful at dating. She interviews comedians and celebrities about their love lives. I mean, I've been on the show, sorry, but I have. Trixie Mattel, Lacey Mosley, Paul F. Tompkins. New episodes release every Friday. Listen to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer wherever you get your podcasts. Perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home. You gotta come to me empty-handed. I said no gifts. Your presence is presence enough, and I already had too much stuff. So how do you dare disobey me? Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm I'm Bridger Weiniger. You know that, hopefully. Um, I hope you're having a nice day. I, you know, it's been an interesting morning for me. I've went to the dentist with some high hopes, and I have some news. Uh, the plan was to get my permanent retainer removed today. This has been my post or vaccinated dream to go and get the permanent retainer removed and. Unfortunately, I guess that's not something they can just do during a dental appointment. I, that's another appointment you have to schedule. So now I'm kind of just dealing with that. This isn't the news I wanted to bring you. I know it's not the news you wanted to hear. I still have my permanent retainer. But, uh, you know, there is now a firm date for it to be removed, and we're going to just march towards that. And uh, it's a little something to look forward to. So... Enjoy these last few episodes of me with a permanent retainer because hopefully it'll be gone soon. And please, can we move on with the podcast? That's what I want to do. I want to introduce our guest. Our guest today is a very, very funny man. Someone who's just fantastic. None other than Zach Oyama. Zach, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bridger. It is honestly a, a, a true honor to be here. thank you for being honored to be here it's the least you could do yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) zach how are you doing i'm doing good you telling me you telling the story about your dentist reminded me that i just canceled a dentist appointment by email so they wouldn't make me reschedule uh, which is what happens every time i call or they call me wait so you didn't want to reschedule i've just been kind of punting a dentist appointment for i don't know about eight months and <laughs> it i just knew that in my heart that whatever next appointment i scheduled i would just reschedule later and so i was like let's just take a little break i'm brushing my teeth and flossing every day i'm pretty sure they're good i just i feel like they make me go all the time and i don't understand it how are you going twice a year 
I feel like I'm going seven times a year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did Invisalign, and I guess you could say I thought that like my my dentist had that as a part of it. I don't know if that's normal for just or if, you, if like you go to orthodontist normally for that. But I thought it would take about seven months, or it was quoted something like that. And it is, I'm, I'm going on maybe four years. Now. Four years? <laughs> what, do you wear it at night? Is that how it works? Yeah, now I just wear it at night. But there was like a sort of like month long solidifying period that was supposed to happen at the end of, um, or actually the beginning of quarantine oh. that I kind of never did. Cause like every, they were, Invisalign is just a, a string of lies that they, <laughs> <laughs> they give you. I guess it, it worked. But like, yeah, I feel like you have nice teeth. Did you, you have were your teeth like uh, fairly out of place before? Yeah, there was a little bit of a, a a few crooked teeth here and there. And I don't know, I had braces in like eighth grade and okay. they, they did a thing where they were like, cool, he did the like braces thing. And now for the next step, we want to like break his jaw and move it back or whatever. What? And my mom, Is that true? Yeah. This is true. This is like what I guess they thought was normal. They were like, let's just take out part of his jaw because that seems like oh. the, the next step. And I think my mom was just like, no, I don't think we're going to do that part. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like generally it was the right move because I don't know how much that would have helped and probably would have just changed my whole head. <laughs> right. You would just have a completely restructured skull. <laughs> yeah. And I, it seems really drastic. And um Anyways, so so for for Invisalign, they said that it would only take a certain amount of time. I could talk about this for a really long time. I'm sorry. Well, this, this is, is the Invisalign hour. Yeah, they, <laughs> I had, my orthodontist that was a part of that dentistry uh, basically was just a liar for for about three years, and then it hit a point where <laughs> she was like, she was like, you know what, this is good. You can actually be done. And then uh, and then and then she was like, and also. This is my last day and quit. And then the dentist, <laughs> what a coincidence. That, and the dentist that was there was like, hey, it seems like you had some problems with the orthodontist. And it seems like the orthodontist was not liked there and uh, <laughs> maybe was a con artist or something. And then kind of just took over because she was also certified in orthodontistry or something. Anyways, what? it sounded Wait. really confusing. Yeah. So this orthodontist... It, it, did you ever notice any red flags or did it feel like a pleasant yeah, experience? Yeah, kind of a lot. It was, uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it was this kind of thing where I feel like she never really looked at my teeth. And, you know, I, I would be lying if I said, first off, that I was doing a good job with it because it's annoying and gross and you have right. to brush your teeth all the time. Uh, and sometimes I just didn't wear it as much as I could have. But, um, yeah, there was a lot of like you're really on track. And I was like, really? I kind of haven't been doing what you said. And then realizing that the, the teeth were a little off and having to get new measurements and things. Oh. And I don't know. It really felt like she was pretending every time I went in there. <laughs> so then this other person at the office has taken over. Yes, yes. Three years of being lied to. And now you have someone new who could very well be lying to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I'm so at the end of it and maybe i'm just resigned to like yeah for the rest of my life i'll just put these on at night and maybe that's normal maybe not but um i really didn't realize that's what i was getting into but it's my life now and i <laughs> fully accepted it right as long as you embrace it i think that's fine you just have to make the decision yes or no you can't ride yes. the fence of orthodontia your entire life <laughs> you can't and and i have been defeated i know that <laughs> 
<laughs> as long as you're completely broke. <laughs> I mean, that's that was the permanent retainer situation where I kind of just was wishy-washy. And then uh, eventually I was like, I don't want to be buried with this thing. I, I want to have I don't want some, you know, archaeologist stumbling upon my tiny skeleton 100 years from now. And there's like a piece of metal attached to these teeth. I want to be clean of it. Embarrassing. You know, humiliating. <laughs> I want them to say he just had naturally straight teeth. Look at this beautiful skeleton. Yeah, look at this beautiful smile. <laughs> yes. Uh, so hopefully it'll be removed. I mean, of course, today, the other thing, and I'm sure this is well-trodden territory, but with the the x-rays, the amount of x-rays that are being shot at my head while a lead vest is over the rest of my body, I don't understand the science of that. Yes. It, I, I, it, I assume it's safe, but I just don't understand why a safety measure has to be taken for the rest of your body and not the part near your brain. Not your whole head? Yeah. One, th- I mean, this is another uh, jaw-related tangent, but it, when I was in college, I broke my jaw. Oh, how? I was playing, I was trying to fit in, and I, <laughs> I went to a state school in Alabama, and where I'm from, and joined a fraternity just because oh. that was sort of the culture of the world, the sad, sad, horrible world I was in, <laughs> and uh they were playing tackle football in the front lawn and i was like i guess i'll play and <laughs> i was like at the back they're like just tackle whoever gets through and sure enough there's all this commotion up front i don't know what's going on a lot of people are are hitting each other or whatever a guy gets through i go to tackle him i do tackle him but with my knee hitting his jaw I, or, oh. I mean, sorry, his jaw. Hit, oh, I, I was going to say, did he retaliate <laughs> later against your jaw? Yeah, he had to get me back and he just curbed <laughs> on me. But no, it was it was really bad where like I hit my jaw and I like felt the world flip upside down oh. and like immediately knew something was wrong or it just fell off and like spit up. This is gross. Spit up some blood. <laughs> and then was just kind of hanging out for a while like yeah i'm fine and then slowly realized oh something's wrong and it, my jaw was broken had to oh. go to a hospital called druid city hospital in tuscaloosa alabama that uh it's dch a lot of people say it stands for don't come here and <laughs> got uh someone was doing uh x-rays on my head and she i think didn't know how to do it and i had to take 14 x-rays of my head because they kept oh. messing it. <laughs> your the jaw kept... i feel like people should know where your jaw is that yeah. feels like a good area to zoom in on apparently this like the doctor in charge of it was like you have to do it again this isn't the way to see where the break is and this person doing the x-rays on my head when i have a fully broken jaw and they are they don't know that 100 percent yet it literally starts crying to me telling me the doctor keeps making uh her do it <laughs> <laughs> and at, with a broken jaw I have to console this person that it's okay <laughs> that it's tough it's tough i'm sure while i'm on x-ray 14 my brain's completely scrambled <laughs> you can just hear it sizzling in your skull <laughs> a little bit of smoke coming out of my ears yeah <laughs> wait so what do i mean when you break your jaw is this like a like a kanye west wired shut style I was situation wired shut yeah <gasps> i had to be wired shut for about six weeks and they're like it was just like braces like a very serious braces thing with like a metal wire that like kind of curved up and down my jaw 
Oh. And I could not eat solid foods that whole time. Um, just literally, I just drinking like milkshakes to have calories and stuff, right. and, and smoothies and just broth. Oh. It was horrible. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. But uh, yeah, so it seems like you just have a lot of mouth problems. Yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, this is the end of that. Hopefully, like, nothing <laughs> will hit my face anymore. Um, <laughs> I think I'm. I don't hopefully know. on the other side of that. Yeah. Um. Something I was uh, going to mention, I saw you recently, and I feel absolutely terrible because you got married uh, a few months ago. You eloped, right? And yes. I forgot. I, I saw you and your <laughs> wife, Phoebe, and totally didn't. I it said nothing. No congratulations. Nothing. But oh. now we, I mean, let's say congratulations now. Maybe this is how I draw in Phoebe as a listener. Congratulations to both of you. Uh, but I want to well, hear thank about you. it. Oh, well, um, yeah, it was something that we had been planning to do for a minute Well, get getting married. Uh, and then, you know, midway through the pandemic of just like just kind of sitting there, we we <laughs> we, we like kind of thought about ways to do it. And it felt, you know, just exci- it felt just really at that time, like, when will this ever end? And we did feel like <laughs> we just like we, we want to get married and, and we feel scared to do it and like endanger our family this is you know pre-vaccine stuff um and so we looked at some options to do and we thought big sur would be really cool but we also had to like wait several months to go because a lot of stuff was booked up and i think it kind of became like a more popular idea to elope than we realized right and uh eventually like it, it was kind of i think the thing about it that we we wish we'd we could have a redo of was just having to keep it secret for months, which felt like very, very stressful. <laughs> oh, that's so stressful yeah. for kind of no reason at all. Not really any reason at all. I mean, I'm sure it would have been fine if we told people, but I think that's just part of it. Like not telling people felt like the way to just do it safely and not have our parents just suddenly try to come. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like parents want to be part of that situation. Yeah. And I don't want to like kill our parents by doing <laughs> And so we, yeah, we went to Big Sur and we found like a cool little like, um, yeah, like this, this place we stayed at had like a little redwood grove that let us like elope uh, with oh, our friends, uh, Matt and Annie, who uh, my buddy Matt Cordova is just kind of a guy who has, um, is the go-to guy to do ceremonies for weddings, I guess, oh, for really? everyone in his life. He has like that kind of presence <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we just brought in the ringer and he, he you know, uh did the ceremony and it was really beautiful it was that's incredible yeah i I feel like uh for a long time eloping was only something i saw as a sitcom plot uh (laughs) like through the 90s i felt like every television show had to have someone elope at some point but now it feels like i mean especially with the pandemic it's like the option yes yes i feel like we're we're hitting the point where like I don't know. I feel like we could successfully have like a party or something soon. Right. But, um, yeah. At that point, it was like, this could be th- th- four years. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, getting married slightly just because you're bored and just, you know, driven by I boredom. think it's it's healthy and it's good. That's the way to do it. Um, if you're um, bored you... out there, get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not in a relationship, it's something to do with an afternoon. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Have you, uh, has married life felt different or is it kind of just like, well, now we're just married? Well, we were already living together. Right. Um, you know, I, I think it really, 
it, it's kind of I think it's it, it doesn't feel that different just because we haven't had the feedback of being able to hang out with people. That's um, true. How odd. And so it's sort of the same for us, you know. Right. And you didn't get a bunch of wedding gifts. No. Kind of we fun. finally both like, well, we, we're going to see her parents soon, like at the end of the month. But my my parents have been fully vaccinated for a little bit and they they flew out here and I, I we got to finally see them in person since we did it. Oh, that was fantastic. wonderful. And, you know, my other sister who had a baby at the very beginning of quarantine flew out and we got to see her as well. And my brother oh, that's was great. Lovely. Speaking of parents, this is something I want to talk to you about. Your correct me if I'm wrong, but your dad was in Get Out and is, is not correct. an actor. Is that correct? He is not an actor. And he is. In I remember, out. yeah, your sister Erica, yeah, was a very funny writer. I remember her telling me about this, but I don't remember. I remember. I should have just looked it up at the time, but it's a kind of a wild story, isn't it? It's very bizarre. Um, I yeah. So like, I guess how this happened was that I when I when I first started getting into you know TV film stuff, my brother in law was shooting a movie called Wanderlust that shot in Georgia. He like he uh, wrote and produced it and stuff. Right. And I got to go like intern on it. And I met a bunch of people, including Jordan Peele, who was in that movie. And then sure. when I that was like the last thing I did in college or in credit I needed and then moved to L.A. Uh, where I worked on that post. And then I like since I met him there, I like just emailed him about his sketch show that got picked up. I was like, do you need a <laughs> PA? And he like hired me. And uh, I was like, you know, his assistant for many years, just like driving him around because at the time he didn't drive. And uh, he met my dad when he visited set one day. And uh, when he made Get Out, they ended up shooting it in Alabama, uh, not too far from where I'm from. Right. And I think the idea was like he had met my dad, thought he could like say two lines, you know, <laughs> and was like rather than like go through like a weird this you know the southeast not known for having huge populations of uh japanese men and so (laughs) (laughs) he was like rather than like try to like figure out like a local hire thing i think he was like would your dad just want to do it oh my god and what how did your dad i mean what was your dad's reaction was it difficult i mean did he want to do it or he was like i think he was like excited but like a little you know skeptical because like i think obviously that movie was like a huge success and and very cool and awesome like but like when hearing about it he just like didn't know what it would be like um and i think he does my dad really likes movies and and that that world and um well so he was excited to try something about it but like a little nervous about what what it would be and so my mom and him drove to Fairhope, Alabama, I think is like is very South Alabama to like do it, and he had to stay like a few days. <laughs> and like he's like a stubborn old guy who teaches karate. That uh, no way will... he teaches karate. Yeah, he, oh, that's he moved fantastic. to the United States to teach karate. And oh my uh, god! And so he was a part of a bigger organization that like his brother went to New York, a guy went to another guy went to Chicago, and they're like maybe a third guy in the southeast. How about Birmingham, Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> so so that's why that's where i'm from oh yeah. that's amazing yeah well you're i mean god bless you and erica but your father is the coolest member of this family i yeah. just feel like yeah there's gotta be a lot of jealousy <laughs> it sucks well, he's so cool but <laughs> <laughs> so he so he went and stayed and then for a few days and shot this movie and yes and he is like in his world of karate especially in karate in alabama he is like 
hot shit uh, for his like he like doesn't he doesn't have to listen to anyone. And so he's like his own boss. And, you know, it's hard for him to be like in a thing like a movie set where there's like you right. have to be here at this time and you have to do this at this time. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're so your hand is held so hard as like a performer, um, I think. And uh, that was very weird for him. And I think they asked him to stay for a few more days for like another shot or something. And he just said no. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible he's like the one person in america like, at this I point who would say no to being in get out i have to teach a class on friday so no yeah it was Good like for him. <laughs> which i don't know i think i could use a little more backbone in that way but honestly oh, certainly. give me work I, yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm like i'll do i'll true you can kill me you can do whatever you want with me we gotta shoot you in the head on friday is that okay yeah <laughs> i can be there what time do you need me to be there uh that's really wonderful does he have i does he have any intention to be in to act anymore was like that's good for me you know i don't know what his future of acting holds i think he he um we'll see i think he he would i'm sure do something like that again if he was asked right where it's kind of just like come be on the movie or whatever totally yeah that is so funny i by the way erica when telling the story completely erased you from it you were not any element of this story erica probably did that because uh, famously in kindergarten i or pre-k i did a family portrait of my entire family and did i forgot her and uh, <laughs> it has me my other sister emily my parents our dog and cat and i forgot erica <laughs> okay well then she's gotten her revenge i think that things are oh fair. yeah <laughs> um well look zach this is not this is not easy for me. Um, hmm. I mentioned earlier in the podcast that I saw you recently. Um, I came by your house just to kind of scope it out, I guess you could say, see your front yard. Yeah, and- I looked out the window. You were kind of, you were taking measurements of the property <laughs> you're doing. <laughs> right. right. I had photos. my little laser beam set up and was kind of doing, you know, your your standard measurements of uh, a house in Los Angeles. This is kind of something I've been doing with my time. You've got a beautiful yard, and I thought, I'll just check it out. Then I see you peering out the window. I'm like, Mm -hmm. what's happening here? And then I realize, oh, Zach's going to be on the podcast soon. I should say hello. So I knock on the door. You come out, extremely flustered. Bridger, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I explained I'm measuring the house. I don't understand what the problem is. We, you know, we had 10 or 15 minutes of... uh, tense conversation i'll say that yes yes um really uncomfortable right eventually broken by phoebe coming out to say hi i of course i thought i should congratulate them on their recent marriage but things are tense enough already i don't want to get into it (laughs) and then i i don't know if it was an attempt on your part to one-up me for being in your yard without asking but you said bridge i have something for you you disappear into the house, and this is where my heart starts to race. I wonder, is Zach going to reappear with a knife uh, and yeah. get me off of his property? Uh, what is it going to be? And you walk out, and you're holding a, a large bag, what, which I would almost describe as a wizard's bag. Yeah, it's sort of like a, a bag of holding. It could be like how Mary <laughs> Poppins just has like an infinite bag on the inside. It felt like has that energy. Right. It does feel like, a, you know, a video game character could carry all of their food for the rest of their life in this bag. Um, various coins, this sort of thing. Uh, that said, I know it. I know it's not that. Uh, Zach, this podcast is obviously called I Said No Gifts. 
You know that. I know that. I assume all of your neighbors that I interacted with on my way towards your house know that. Uh, mm. But I have, so I have to ask, is this, um, is this a gift for me? Bridger, that is a gift for you. And okay. I, I did so as a threat at the time, just sort of um, <laughs> something that it felt like a very um, powerful HBO drama kind of threatening. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's some sort of metaphorical subtext to it, but uh, it, I, I was getting you off my lawn with that. <laughs> is this something that is this how you usually get people off your property and just handing them kind of mysterious ominous bags is there anything more ominous and threatening than a gift handed on your own <laughs> on your own line <laughs> i don't think there is at least on, in my opinion i mean while we're here should i open it I mean, yeah, you know, I've okay. cooled down a little bit and I, I hope that too. you can open it and we can be friends. I mean, I had cooled down. Temperature rising again. I'm going to try to just keep things cool. Try a flash to just... of a memory of, of that fateful day. Yes, <laughs> right, of course. Uh, OK, I'm going to open it up. It's in kind of, as I described, a wizard's bag. It's gray, very soft with some green uh, ribbon. Very nice. Let's open this up. And see what's mm-hmm. happening inside. Hastily That's... packed. Um, <laughs> basically, when I ran inside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me reach inside here. Okay. I like to just feel around initially without looking. It's just always yes. kind of a weird sensation. So I'm feeling like a piece of cardboard or paper initially. Uh-huh. I'm going to pull this out. Is it? And is there any order I should... There are multiple objects in here. So I'm, I think that maybe... I think that you can't go wrong. I think the, the cardboard's maybe first. That cardboard's first. Okay, I did the right thing as usual. Okay. Oh, what? This is so crazy. <laughs> I know. This is so bizarre. I swear I did not open this bag prior to this podcast. This is so weird. Uh, so I've opened a... Uh, the piece of cardboard is like a calendar for World Oyama Karate. I assume this is your dad. That is a, a calendar of my father kicking uh, with all the months, and it has a few <laughs> messages on there because he has a lot of philosophies he lives by and, and messages. <laughs> he he really desperately. I mean, he wants everyone to hear he me as his son. He really wants me to hear it. And so uh, I get a lot of things like that. Um, Let me should I read them or do you want to read them? Please read them. Yeah. OK, it says so world of Yama karate. And then it yes. says put put down the cell, cell phone. Just sweat. This is a registered yes. trademark. Just sweat is, is a registered trademark. He almost tried to sue Nintendo for a Wii game where they say just sweat. What? <laughs> and I was like, Dad, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think it also I don't think it matters. But uh, what was the video game? I think it was like a Wii uh, Fit exercise game from right. like, like one of the old, you know, not we, there's like something for the Switch now, but this was like one where you oh, maybe yes. like stand on a platform and you you do, you know. The Switch game is, is frequently a topic of conversation <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, I'm yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So it says just sweat. Your father is highly litigious. Uh, and then there's one that says a beautiful day, an ugly day. All's up to you. Today is your day. Yeah. Yeah. These are kind of a little good. sort of a little bit of poetry about how you should live your day and live your life. <laughs> That's a good philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Wait. So I want to know why you gave this to me. Well, 
I really struggled uh, with what would be my gift. I had right. a few options that I'd, I one thing I'd well, yeah, some things I decided uh, for for various reasons wouldn't be wouldn't be the thing. And I know that basically whenever I, I wear or, or people see things of my dad's, they're like, how can I get one? Should I get can I can you please get me one? And it's uh, a curse. It is truly a curse. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, I can't give you one just because my dad is too obtuse and strange about it and you cannot order them online. And um, I I felt like this is one of the gifts that when I give people something of this uh, nature, uh, they usually like it. And uh, oh, <laughs> and it's so, and incredible. So I, I, I thought that this would this would be a good gift. Do you have a few like a stack of these at home? Um, I, I calendars, I have one more, but like whenever I see my dad or when he's in town or whatever, I usually end up with a few more. And so oh, that's so great. And I'm not actually not sure what year that calendar. Is Let me look at it. I don't see. think it says a year if I remember. So if you could probably like, you know, look up what year had, you know, January 1st on a, a Wednesday or whatever. And, right. Whatever year New Year's Eve was on a Tuesday. Got it. Got Hard it. Hard to say. <laughs> uh, my birthday. Let's see. It's, it's probably Wednesday two to three year. years old. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely not vintage. It talks about cell phones, that sort of thing. Yes. So we know that we're dealing with the last 10 years. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Your, your father looks great. Uh, looks like he's having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, he's kicking. As a kid, did you take karate from your dad? I did. I grew up taking karate. It's like a little weird, uh, I think, because... I grew up in Alabama where there are like four Asian people. Um, right. And I think I didn't quite embrace it as hard as I could have for that reason. But so I'm not a black belt, which is a lot of a disappointment to everyone I, I tell. Um, <laughs> is it a disappointment to your dad? It probably is, to be honest. <laughs> Um, and so I, you know, I, I wish I could, uh, pause my life and go back to Alabama and become a black belt, but I think there just were other interests and other things that, that felt more important and, you know, doing it over again, I probably would have embraced it a little more and, and, and gave it a real go. But for me at the time, a lot of that, the, like going up in belts for him, he was always compared to like other like taekwondo and other karate kind of things around uh there you know where there there are like children that are black belts like he just like basically wouldn't allow right. it and was uh-huh. like you have to to really 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 prove it and i was just kind of a little infrequent with how often i would go and i think that um when i think of why i'm not a black belt that's a big part of it <laughs> i played <laughs> lacrosse uh, instead. Oh, interesting. Something that I was really glad I did in hindsight. Really glad I spent <laughs> high school playing lacrosse. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I with your father am disappointed in you. Yeah, as you I should mean, be. It is a funny thing because it's like karate is like a cool thing, but it's like when your parents do something, it's just like, that's not what I want to do. No matter how cool it is. Exactly. And I think I was just like not trying to. It was very difficult to not run into like stereotypes. Right. Uh, when Makes I, sense. Grew, I grew up basically around all white people and was like, I'm the same. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it was it's a little sad to remember that being a reason for not embracing it. But um, I, I think I, I think. It's cool. I, I I feel like I know karate is, is like how I put it. I'm sure you're better than 
most someone who hasn't taken karate. Yeah, and I, I think I'm I wouldn't go so far as to say I I, I at one point in my life was good at it. Uh, I think I'm uh, <laughs> a little, you know, not, I haven't a little out of practice. I haven't quite stretched as much uh, in the last decade as I should have. But um, but yeah, like one time, one summer, I like went to Japan for the whole summer to do karate and like train under. Oh someone. my god! So like, wow, that's amazing. Like, I, I would say I know karate. Yeah, but wow. I'm not a black belt. Where in Japan did you go to train with for karate? I well, it was just like one summer, and I went. I stayed with you know he's a part of this like karate organization that has a, a couple of branches in Japan, and so I I trained with two of his different black belts. Like a guy, he he very often would bring people to the United States to train with him because he was like thought of as a very good teacher wow, and they would like this is amazing yeah it's a very interesting world but he like would train these like young japanese guys in karate that would um yeah they like basically would come a lot of them not knowing how to do karate at all uh and basically not knowing english and they would stay for a couple of years and like get really good and learn english and like just kind of learn how to like be adults or whatever and like you know like like the philosophy on his calendar uh you know <laughs> grow grow up sort of right and, uh, and so that was kind of the idea i was like yeah zach should go there and do something and i honestly <laughs> at the time really didn't want to do it but uh ended up being a very cool experience and like trained with a guy in Tokyo that like had trained in Alabama. Um, and then another guy in Yokohama who was, um, just another, that's just a way better summer camp. That's incredible. (laughs) Wow. Good for your dad. I mean, the fact that I brought him up and then we're suddenly looking at his calendar. As he started talking about, I was like, this is going to be fun when we open the (laughs) (laughs) I need some, some warning. I almost passed out. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Should I go deeper into the bag here? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think we should. We can always circle back to your dad's karate. Yeah, and we'll circle back, I guess, immediately with this oh, gift. Yeah. Your father's <laughs> merch is incredible. This is it. You now have a. You've given me a sweatshirt. So this is when How I did say this people, end up being exclusively about your dad. It kind of, you know, it's it's not hard to just suddenly start talking about it the whole time um <laughs> my dad yeah this is what i mean when people ask me if they can have one because i have a bunch of these sweatshirts my dad over the years has consistently made oyama karate sweatshirts i have some pretty old <laughs> ones this is kind of the newer crop where the graphic design of the sweatshirt is i think all his own where my dad uh I'm sure just told someone to do exactly this, even though they probably gave him feedback of you probably don't want three <laughs> fonts on this, um, but it's sort of just like comic sans something that's like a little more like watery kind of like like a very says, fun font. Let's yeah, just call very it fun that. font. So the three things it says are put down the cell phone and and, and maybe comic sans up top. Right. Then this sort of comic like, sans. Yeah. Like kind of like a wet ink pen says just sweat. <laughs> And then at the bottom and and sort of a small, sharp font that's like almost like when someone does a like uh, Japanese character, you know, character font, but it's in English. So it's World of Yamakurati. (laughs) (laughs) I think that it works. I think if this was just one font, it wouldn't work. But the fact that you get three different, the chaos kind of turns it into something. (laughs) Well, it it really separates the messages. Yeah, right. I mean, you're like you're getting just you put the cell put down the cell phone. Then you can just have just sweat. And then you've got the business. So it's a little bit of everything. 
does your dad have uh like a lot of students or is it like because you know like growing up in utah like and especially during like the ninja turtles fad every kindergartner wanted to learn karate or whatever uh, exactly but you're not taking karate you're going somewhere in your pajamas <laughs> and like uh i truly kind of running, running around yeah yeah <laughs> right that that was like i think he's like consistently had like a good um I've, I've, it's hard for me to really gauge honestly but like it, it, it always felt like people thought he was the real deal to a degree that like when people were ch- choosing where to take karate or whatever they would at least try there and maybe it would be too intense for them uh and they would do something like a ninja turtle party or whatever but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i think like around the karate kid like he had like a boom in business for sure oh i bet yeah but, like it was a lot of it's funny because that is so what my dad hates and so of course and so like it's maybe not it was a lot of him being like don't do that like to to people and like making (laughs) like really coming down hard on people who liked it um (laughs) and calling it bullshit all the time uh but but yeah i think i feel like it's been a little weird obviously with like in-person stuff for the last year but they're still they're still doing it um i think they're about to like be able to open up to a better degree now right and does he have like uh employees who also teach karate or is it just him uh yeah well he like i think a lot of the black belts once they hit that sort of status he has like kind of a weird thing where they uh you know they'll teach some classes too and there's this guy carl who's like been teaching for a while that's sort of his like protege Uh, a lot of japanese people that like were his like students for a long time where that would come here and and trained for years but were were the teachers for most of the time i was growing up outside of him uh and but a lot of them obviously end up just going back to japan because they that's you know what i think their original goal was some people stayed in the united states but just like go to a you know go to a different part of the country to teach and and under his umbrella or like doing their own thing yeah and wait what belt did you get to so i'm a green belt with the brown stripe okay after what, that what is the what is the <laughs> levels i want to i really want to know your level here okay so here's the deal it, it's always different in every kind of practice but the oyama karate was white blue i think uh i forget if they have stripes in the earlier levels sometimes that i think that changed over the years yellow orange i think orange with a green stripe green green with a brown stripe brown brown with a black stripe another black stripe then black Wow, so you did get fairly far down the road before turning your life to lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, before getting uh, very mediocre at lacrosse, which <laughs> arrived in Alabama when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Not a sport played there. Uh, yeah. Um, does your what's your mom do? My mom is a nurse. Uh, oh, okay. She is kind of retired now, and um, but like she would, she was like a like labor and delivery nurse. Right oh, now. wow. Yeah. Wow, your parents yeah. are just really doing it up in Alabama. <laughs> wow, yeah. this is incredible. I, you know, I'm always uh, wanting a new sweatshirt, but it's uh, the sort of thing that I'll see at the store and I'll be like, that's $4 too much money. So it's nice <laughs> to just have a sweatshirt given to me. Sweatshirts have made a big comeback. Oh, yeah. The, a crew neck sweatshirt, very popular. I oh, my like. God. It's, I mean, a really coveted item. And even more so when it's from your dad. I mean, I feel like people in your life are going to be furious at me that, People are going to be pretty mad. You got a target on your back now. Um, Because it's also saying, you know, karate. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
also it's like telling people how to live their lives i'm going out yeah. in public and telling them to put their phone down being fully antagonistic yeah <laughs> At all that's times. funny i honestly like i've i've got, become so numb to it i forget that people probably think i like i really care if they're on their cell phone or not when <laughs> it's just something my dad cares about <laughs> i mean we should all care on some level how much we're on each other's cell phones i mean yeah. obviously we don't want to be pushing each other around but it's it's going to give us all <laughs> cancer and so why not you know and mr oyama's on the right path maybe he's being a little too grumpy about it i don't know he really does not connect with it. Yeah, like he's not, he can't, there's no world where he looks at his phone for longer than 30 seconds. Oh, God has, bless him. Yeah. Falling in love with your father. <laughs> it's just impossible not to do. Now you, you're a Dungeons and Dragons player and you have a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. I do. you do. have like yeah. d- similar feelings about Dungeons and Dragons as to your father has about karate? Are you kind huh. of like a no nonsense? Yeah, I think, well, I do think that like, it is the kind of thing where like if you Dungeons and Dragons, very strange thing that I feel like I've only started to do in the last like four or five years, actually, or probably four years. Um, my my buddy Brennan Lee Mulligan introduced it to uh, me and some other comedy friends. And we we have like a little show that we would do on uh, a little show. It's it's like uh, a fun show that is a like actual play D&D show. Um, but but he taught us how to play and it's like this thing that like requires a level to, for it to be um very fun like i think it does require a level of immersion and like caring about your character and it's sort of mm-hmm. just like gambling with a story you know because you have the dice and stuff and it it kind of takes the fun out of it if someone is just sitting there on their phone the whole time for sure <laughs> um yeah but, why bother yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, it's it's tough because everyone engages with it in their own way and there's not necessarily a wrong way to do it. But like, I think that is like a little bit of a letdown when someone's just on their phone the whole time. (laughs) I feel like I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but it does feel like the sort of game that you have to that requires some level of sincerity or earnestness that you have to kind of give up in front of your friends because you're imagining together. Yes, it's sort of like this weird like fever dream where everyone's sort of imagining the same thing. Is it difficult to get into in that way? Well, it's immediately incredibly embarrassing. But once you you cross through that and then it's just sort of fun, it's sort of I guess it's like the closest thing to improv, I guess, Mm -hmm. where it's like you're just kind of doing that with the same people for a long time over many sessions. Um, Yeah, and it's. I think it, it it is it can feel less embarrassing once you're into it and and then you're all like doing a good job with it, you know, like where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, uh, kind of like improv, like good improv is less embarrassing than bad improv. <laughs> right. I mean, improv is largely like listening to someone tell you their dream. So if it's bad, it's just like this is I don't yeah. I can't follow any of this logic and it's not entertaining. me. Yeah. And you can tell if someone's embarrassed. <laughs> like like this guy's not committed he's like he knows what he's doing is stupid Uh, which is more embarrassing (laughs) yes like it just adds to the embarrassment of all of it oh okay well i feel like we should play a game now um i want to play the game called gift master because i feel like you'll be good at this with you you know you're a D &D player this is kind of the D D of i said no gifts um okay i need a number between one and ten from you Oh, one in ten. How about seven? Okay, I have to do some light calculating. 
Okay. I've got to go get the game pieces. So in the meantime, you can promote something. You can recommend something. You can, you know, say some nice things about your mom who has not gotten enough spotlight on this yeah. podcast. She doesn't uh, have her own merch is kind of right. the problem. <laughs> That's her big her I should get big her merch. Problem. I should right. just make uh, my mom merch. That's a great idea. I would buy your mom's merch. So do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay. Gosh. Well, hello, everyone. What can I recommend? I guess I'll recommend my podcast. I have a, a podcast on Patreon called Rotating Heroes Podcast that, as Bridger mentioned, is a D&D podcast. Um, on the show, it's sort of just comedians playing D&D. And uh, it's called Rotating Heroes because every arc just sort of rotates in and out. Some some friends of mine, uh, uh, you know, carrying on a story in the, the larger world with new people currently. I'm doing an arc with uh, Victoria Longwell, Devin Field, and Jacob Wysocki. They're traipsing through a, uh, you know, a magical forest, and uh, it's been very fun so far. Um, outside of that, I will recommend not asking me for merch of my father's because I just, it, he's too hard to nail down. It's complicated <laughs> to get. <laughs> Zach, that was an excellent use of your time. I mean, oh, thank I, you. I think you really did a good explanation of your podcast that people should go listen to. Sometimes when people are trying, they'll name the podcast. They don't explain what it is. I'm not blaming any past guests, but I just feel like you did a nice, tight promotion there, which I appreciate. Well, this is you. how Giftmaster works. I'm going to name three gifts, three potential things you'll, you can give away, and then three famous people, celebrities, that kind of thing. And you have to tell me which person you'll give which gift. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so the gifts you're going to be giving today are an airy tunic. So a tunic that's kind of light, more of a summery tunic. Springtime, okay. maybe, you know, you'd wear Can this. Can I ask in... the length? The length is up to you. The only okay. descriptor I have here is an airy tunic. So the rest okay. is truly up to you. The next one is a less conventional gift, and it, uh, it's the One Ring. Now, the One Ring is from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Yeah, um, which I believe was forged in the fires of Mount Doom. Mm -hmm. And so kind of allows the user uh, some sort of unlimited power, but also can corrupt. So that's good I see, to know. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the Baggins family had it, that kind of thing. And then finally, uh, grapefruit spoons. So these are spoons, the tiny little spoons you use exclusively for grapefruit. Make okay. eating grapefruit. They kind of have like a little saw edge, I believe. Hmm. Okay. And I'll, uh, yeah, I'll say it's an underappreciated utensil. Now, the people you're going to be giving them to are this first person. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce her name. I can't remember the last time I heard it pronounced, but Dina Lohan or is it Dinah Lohan? It's Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan's, Lohan's mom. mom. Yes. Is it Dina or Dinah? I think it's <laughs> Dino. <laughs> Dino. Yeah, I think it's Dino. <laughs> Okay, so D. Lohan, we'll call her. Uh, okay. Uh, Tan France is the next one of Queer Eye. So sure. he's kind of, I believe he's a Utah resident, actually. Wow. Um, and finally, we've got uh, the judge herself, Judge Judy. Hmm. So okay. those are the three people you're going to be dealing Dino with. Dino Lohan, Tan France, and Judge Judy. You yes. know, I was... I, 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 I wish I knew more about Judge Judy. I just know the title of her book. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> right, of and course. Your dad could have had that, could have had that slogan. <laughs> that could be his next sweatshirt. 
Um, <laughs> I really don't know that I, I really don't feel like I should give the one ring to Dina Lohan. I worry about her <laughs> presence. I, I worry about both her parents' presence in her life. Um, it seemed like maybe they weren't the best influence uh, my, from my limited understanding of it. Um, so I think, you know, the, the power would corrupt her. Um, we have, we would have another Smeagol or, or worse on our hands. Um, <laughs> her scurrying up mountains and eating raw fish. Eating raw fish at a waterfall. Um, uh, Tan France, I think could appreciate the airy tunic, but again, Utah's, I, I would say probably you don't want an airy tunic. You want a bit, a bit of a Patagonia or something in Utah. Right. Um, you get cold temps there. Yeah, but it obviously travels the world, so who knows? Sure. Maybe that's, I'll put that in the maybe for Tan. Um, <laughs> and last, gosh, um, Judge Judy, I think, I, I really hope I'm correct in saying that she has a strong moral character as a judge. Um, <laughs> Again, not 100% sure where she really <laughs> falls on the spectrum of judges, because some judges can be, of course, really bad. Um, I think the fact that she uh, judges on television really says a lot about her wisdom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Gosh, I think I think I'm going to give Tan the one ring. Oh, OK. Interesting. Because I feel like it strikes me as a as a nice person trying to help people all around the world with, you know, um, you know, on Queer Eye, getting their life together. Right. Uh, and I, it's, it strikes me as like a positive, nice person that could hopefully resist the powers of the ring. <laughs> um, I think that with Judge Judy, we might have a bit of a Boromir, you know, a bit oh, of a person 100%. who's trying to take it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I really feels like they know what's right with the, the ring. And so I'm going to give her the airy tunic because oh, as a judge, okay. you're used to wearing a gown, um, but you can't really wear that out. And so like you're probably comfortable in that <laughs> type of garb. And so maybe it's like kind of like a off duty uh, judge gown and airy tunic. <laughs> A tunic is kind of the relaxed judge gown. That's a great choice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that leaves uh, Dino with um, the grapefruit spoon. I think that maybe will promote some some routine, some healthy choices. Um, and this is maybe <laughs> I, I, I may be out of pocket just in commenting on her life in this way. But I think having a grapefruit spoon and starting your day with a grapefruit is probably a really nice, relaxing way to start your day. Yeah, I feel like Dina rolls out of bed into just eating beef jerky or something. So <laughs> like a pack of cigarettes and like just nine beef cups jerky. of coffee, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, why am I jit jittery? Like that that's the energy. <laughs> Making 45 phone calls before 3 p.m. <laughs> All to her daughter. Nobody's picking up. What's wrong with the phone? <laughs> uh excellent choices i feel like you really did it there i the one ring could only go to t in this situation truly could only go to tan francis the yeah, only person yeah. of those three that i would trust with that sort of power and temptation at this point i, I mean agree. judge judy is almost a sauron level presence in the world so to give her even more power uh could be difficult could so I think yeah. you, yeah, you nailed it. I, uh, I really appreciate a good gift giving session. So you did it. 
Let's move on. We have to get to this part of the podcast. <laughs> this is called I Said No Questions. People write in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Every one of them it could not be more desperate for answers. So would you help me answer some questions of here? Of course. I would love to. All right. This first one says, Dear Bridger and esteemed qualified gift giving guest. So they've really just uh, gone out of their way I'm on to. Board. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the span of two months, my boyfriend and I have a lot of gift giving opportunities. In June, we will be celebrating our third anniversary. And in early August, we will be celebrating his 27th birthday and his graduation with a PhD in physics. Okay, so he's a boy wonder. Congratulations. Let's see. Did I mention we're cr moving cross-country for my master's degree? We're dealing with a couple of brainiacs here. Uh, they're going from Florida wow. to California via two-week road trip in July. There are a lot of gift-giving opportunities and exciting times. Okay, well, you already mentioned that, so uh, yeah. we're falling apart here. My boyfriend loves experiences, thrill-seeking, sports, uh, both playing and watching, vinyl records, video games, and traveling. We have a sweet mini schnauzer and live together. This person's just living this beautiful life before They're, 30. It's okay, shocking. Okay, guys, slow down. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of doing an experience for a day for our anniversary, skydiving. I'm absolutely stuck on his graduation and birthday presents. I'm not sure about material goods being in the middle of a move or experiences with uh, such a big trip planned. I'm not, I'm just not sure about anything. Okay. Uh, any advice would be a delight. And that's from Darby in Florida, soon to be California. Darby is sending some, I'm just going to put it out there, some conflicting messages here. Yeah. She's saying experiences, but then not experiences. And video games. Video uh, games, right. I guess that's an experience. Um, Wait, so what were the three things? It's an anniversary, a anniversary, birthday, and a graduation. Birthday, right. Mr. PhD in physics. So... And then he seems to be kind of a, you know, he he likes music, he likes video games, he likes sports, he kind of does it all. This She's really painting a beautiful picture of this boyfriend here. Yeah. And they're going skydiving. Yeah. So they're going skydiving. Uh, so not including that, what are, what are some opportunities? So this is an active person, it feels like. Yeah, or at least posits themselves as an active person. Uh, I mean, look, they're going on a cross-country road trip. Uh, there are so many experiences you can have. When you hit Colorado, why don't you go on a whitewater rafting trip? Ooh, that is very fun and something I haven't done in many years. That feels like a good experience, right? Yeah. I, Where I, have you white? I well, there's this place called uh, the Ocoee River in Tennessee, and I think that's where they did the Olympics when they're in Atlanta. And we would go on a lot of church trips uh, there, and. Uh, whitewater raft i think that was the thing we did like maybe once a year growing up that's very much um, a church trip activity yeah. there was a, i briefly got into whitewater kayaking at that age and uh, uh in college and going into high school i think and I, I i was too scared to tell my friends that it was too scary for me and uh would just go on these <laughs> horrible trips where i was frightened the whole time um <laughs> But but in a whitewater raft, it's a little more tame. Um, right. And you probably have a guide and you're kind yeah. of just the bumbling tourist flying down the river. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's but it would be very fun to do that. You saying Tennessee reminds me, I recently learned that the uh, world's largest subterranean lake is in Tennessee. What is it called? Sub what do you mean by subterranean lake? It's everything you could dream of. It's a lake under the ground. I mean, it's like something you out can of get to it. You can absolutely, this is something that you can apparently just go under the, through a cavern or whatever, and there's a giant cave full of water, Whoa. and 
trout that are slowly going blind because Ooh, they don't have that's any light. Creepy. Just a bunch of like white eyed trout. Right. <laughs> but you can yeah, I believe it's called the Lost Sea, and it's the largest lake underground in at least the northern hemisphere. And Gosh. so that feels like you're headed from Florida to the West Coast. I don't know what the you know the actual route is. But that feels like an experience. I think that would be great. I would I would love to see something like that. And when are you going to be back in that area again? If you're right. moving out here, you're driving you're not all like the way out here, going to Tennessee for any other reason, unless yeah. you've got family or something. And w- once you move to California, you kind of can't like I feel like I was never been able to go anywhere else in the southeast other than where I'm from. Uh, right. I think that I that's, mean, yeah. Yeah, it's like, why going anywhere else? I think, what what am I saying? I'm saying I'm about to (laughs) echo exactly what you said, except for about Utah. So it does not matter. (laughs) But uh, if you're headed this way, swing through Tennessee. You can see the Smoky Mountains. Go to Hmm. Dollywood. Gatlinburg is very fun. Have you ever been to Gatlinburg? What happens in Gatlinburg? Gatlinburg is a little town where there's about 15 Ripley's Believe It or Not museums. Wait, is that near Dollywood? I I can't remember if it's near Dollywood or not, but I it, it's gosh, I think it's in Tennessee. Um and and you can buy I bet I every other store sells uh like a Thomas Kincaid painting or <laughs> knives and uh you know, there's like a little I think you can ski there technically, but it's one of those places that has almost exclusively like fake snow because it's like not necessarily high up enough i feel like there are a lot of mini golf courses there if i've been i feel yeah, like yeah it's a very touristy little area but um i think it's you could you could go there and you could get plenty of gifts right i'm i'm receiving a word from uh, our uh engineer annalise she's saying they're 22 minutes apart so there Whoa. you go i i certainly have been through gatlinburg i've been to the parking lot of dollywood so I went to Dollywood and I, I accidentally lost my duct tape wallet that I made. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a, a sore subject for me. I, I left it at a claw machine <laughs> where but I think I only had about two dollars in it on a church trip. But um, oh, but it's so uh, heartbreaking. Yeah, I made Did it, you make so. the wallet. Why? Well, yeah, I, Did- I made the duct tape wallet. It was kind of a, uh, the cool thing to do at the time and uh, was too heartbroken to ever make another one. Well, there you go. I feel like make a a wallet for the uh, boyfriend or the what did we say here, Darby? Yeah, boyfriend. Uh, Okay, I I don't know that I think we gave some experiences there that fit into their little trip. I think so. Get him a you know, you're also going on a trip. Get him a Nintendo Switch or something. You can play that while you're driving. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I feel like I I, or like a full van life van could be fun. Like one of those like. Uh, converted vans that are about you know probably too much for what you're talking about unless you did all three <laughs> gifts at once and you're also uh, just really rich uh, they're probably about 80 grand but um <laughs> can you i can you rent those i think you can i don't know if you can i mean i from what i i've done a little bit of quarantine research on this <laughs> of course like uh, I think you can remember it's probably expensive to take a cross country road trip in one, but uh, I don't know. Okay, sure. I haven't priced that out. Look into it, Darby. That, I, that's not my job. It's not Zach's <laughs> job either. Do We're just one here to give thing, Darby. Inspiration. Yes. Okay, let's answer one more. This says Hello, Bridger, and delightful guests. You're getting a lot of compliments today. My nephew's 13th birthday is coming up, and I don't know what present to get him. Last year, I got him a gift of the month membership for science type things, and a couple of years before, got him a laptop. He likes video games, okay, and outdoorsy stuff like camping and biking. 
We were much closer when he was younger. So apparently there's been some sort of rift. Mm. Uh, the pandemic hasn't helped with that at all. Please help me figure out what to get this soon-to-be teenager. Thank you. That's signed from just Ant, who has no clue what is cool anymore. I can relate Aww. to that. I cannot relate to the rift with a nephew. Who knows what happened? But apparently they're drifting further and further apart. 13's a bit of a, a tumultuous age. Right. Uh, and who knows what the ant did? I don't know. I mean, she, she could have betrayed him in a huge way. And yeah. now she's reaching out to a podcast for, to heal this, you know, this wound, hmm. which is a little tough for me to, you know, it's a lot of weight for both of us to carry. Yeah. And I, I have a nephew around the same age. Have you gotten I, him any gifts? I got him a gift. And the problem with this is that I have not followed up on the other half of why this gift is good. And so uh, it's hard for me to say this and then admit that I'm I, I have been a bad uncle here. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, we talked about how I, I play d and I think a and d starter set is a good gift for a kid that oh. age because it's like a fun, imaginative thing that that, I, you know, kids can play with their friends and right. it's very creative. And in the playing of it kind of lets people test out kind of the things you need to test out at that age to like find out who you are and, you right. know, in a safe place where you are like, you know, morally understand what you're, who you are, you know, and like teach, teach like philosophical lessons to, uh, to children. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your, you've become your father, just yeah. Mr. No fun. <laughs> no, but I like think it's very good to put down the cell phone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, a, I think, uh, D&D, it's D&D said, I've never played D&D, but it does feel like a nice natural evolution of a video game interest. Let's mm -hmm. just put it out there. The 13-year-old's a nerd. As, as a former and current nerd, I support this. Um, let's get this little geek uh, playing D&D and uh, enjoying himself, getting some friends and Embrace imagining. It. Being, right. You know, it's never been it's never been cooler to be a nerd. Truly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's almost almost dangerous to be a nerd at this point. You're cooler than I mean, nerds are now in control of everything. Yeah. And to a on, honestly upsetting degree where sometimes <laughs> right. it, I think being lightly bullied is OK. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like I benefited a little bit from that. And I feel like uh, I, I can say this as a, a lifelong nerd. We maybe we could like go back into the shadows slightly. Yes. Yeah. Just like let uh, cool people take a little bit more control over what's happening. I think some people that are very loud on the Internet could benefit from having their head put in a toilet for 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Absolutely. No question about that. Um, and so but that said, I think this 13 year old, it's a nice age to. Uh, start, you know, you really using your brain in that way. I think this is the perfect gift. I don't have any, I don't have, any, what am I going to say? I'd buy him a tent. Well, I don't have any outdoor <laughs> thing. Buy him some rope to tie knots. I don't know. Teach him some knots. Yeah. <laughs> um, or take him on one of the trips we mentioned in the last answer. Those both mm -hmm. feel like outdoorsy things. Take him to Tennessee and nephew trip to the huge lake under the water that'll be something he never Beautiful. forgets or not under the water under the ground it's uh it sounds like the descent three like <laughs> <laughs> the descent oh i love that movie i haven't seen the sequel yeah i i think it's probably not as good but uh i yeah the first one's incredible yeah so you could kind of that feels uh 
an ant and a nephew being chased by goblins through a cave. I think that that fits perfectly. Buy him the descent on DVD. <laughs> I don't know. The emotional arc of an ant and her nephew. Is, <laughs> we've all been waiting for that one. We have. Zach, we've done an excellent, dare, dare I say, perfect job answering these questions. I now own some of your father's merchandise. I mean, this, this episode feels like it really came together in a beautiful way. Um, hopefully I've gained both your wife, Phoebe, and your father and your mother as listeners. We've, mm-hmm. li- we've spoken about them so much. Hopefully that they're all now lifelong fans. Eventually they'll all be guests. Maybe we'll do a family reunion. Of course. Well, my dad definitely knows how to find a podcast and he knows okay. what it is. Yeah. And so he'll for sure listen. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Oyama, you have a lifelong fan in me. I'm happy to take sweatshirts whenever you want to send them. Oh, um, thank you. Nobody else gets a sweatshirt. Zach's been very clear about that. Yeah, not going to happen. I'm sorry. Uh, I have to be a little rude <laughs> about it. Uh, if you ask me, I'm going to be mad. Um, it's going to be a scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a scene similar to what happened when Zach found me measuring his house, which was not pretty. I will uh, tensely give you a gift that is not a sweatshirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, Zach, thank you so much for being here. I've had such a wonderful time. Oh, this was incredible. And everybody go listen to Zach's podcast and find him on the internet. He's on Instagram. He's on, you know, Twitter is more and more causing, I think, going to give oh, us all brain cancer. Worst place. <laughs> <laughs> but he's very funny wherever you find him on the internet. So wherever you feel comfortable and isn't going to just send you into a, a spiral, go there. Or don't be on the internet. That's also an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of ponder on the idea of me if you want. Right. Just think about I, Zach and Zakoyama in your mind. You know. <laughs> when you're saying your prayers, just think <laughs> at Zakoyama. Um, but anyway, this is the end, listener. So this, as usual, the audio will eventually stop playing and you'll have to make some of your own life choices. And that's where you, I uh, trust you to take control. I believe in you and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads but I invited you here thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home 